Hey there, it's your old pal or new pal, Amy Knight. If you're a new pal, thanks for checking it out. I hope you like it. I think you'll like it. And if you're an old pal, thanks for coming back. So Heather Jenkins, I met through some other friends. And it's one of those friendships that you just turn around and there it is. And you're just so comfortable. You don't even know when it started. You just feel like you're, you just feel like you've been friends forever. And that's Heather. I love her. You're going to love her too. And Eric knew. Eric, I met through Heather. (laughs) I walked in to Barley's one Sunday afternoon during brunch and saw Heather freaked out, big girl squeals, hugs. She introduces me to people around the table, and Eric was one of them. She tells him about the podcast, and she tells me that he used to be a chef. So he starts talking about all these places in Knoxville that he was a chef, and it's all crazy, crazy good places from my long-ago past. So he just starts naming off all these places, and I'm like, wait, stop, stop, stop. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the pod. So he did. He's going to be telling us some stories. And I can't wait to hear them either. I love kitchen stories. Speaking of which, I know I'm late, but the husband and I binged the bear. Oh, wow. What a great show. That was a really good show. If you haven't seen it. But I'm sure you have, because like I said, I'm very late. I also wanted to tell you a situation arose where it made me think of some more people that I can talk to. There was a tip jar in a head shop I was in the other day. What? What are you tipping for at head shops? But after I walked out, my first thought was, well, that's a whole new little group of people that can be on Tales from the Tipped. That'll be fun. Head shop manager, a couple of employees. Maybe we could do the show in the head shop. Anyway, okay, I've fluffed the couch pillows. The beer of choice is chilling. We are ready for our guests. So I have a couple of friends here with me today. They're pretty wild, y'all. It's a good time. As you'll hear, we had a lot of laughs, and hopefully you will too. We get a little raunchy at the end, so be warned if you have a delicate nature. Let's get into it. My friends Eric New and Heather Jenkins are over today for a beer and a visit. I just thought that they would be some great people to talk to because they're both so interesting. Heather works um, in a private residence as a personal chef, and she's actually been in the service industry off and on for like 25 years, and and she says even off and on is embellishing. Well, cosmetology is much longer than that. Oh, and our cosmetology is totally, we're all about the tips, baby. Sure, and you get tips for a good haircut. Exactly. You That is totally included, and we're going to talk about that some too, Yes. because you know I'm a beauty school dropout. Oh, Not many did you people drop out? Know that I didn't know me. that. I didn't yeah. know that. You it, know what? I could totally sing that. Beauty school drop. Do it. That's from Greece, isn't do it? Do it. Yeah. Is that from Greece? It is from Greece. That's oh a my great God. song. I, I could totally that. see you. I could totally see you with the pink hair. That would be magnificent. Yeah, it's funny how her pink hair was an accident, but it yeah. looked it looked better it was, than anybody's hair on there. Absolutely. That <laughs> made me like the fall in love with the whole idea. I know, right? You know? Little yeah. seeds were planted throughout my life along the way. I was like. And here's another nod to your future plans. Mm-hmm. 
So Eric, he needs not much introduction if you live here in Knoxville. He is a Knoxville legendary chef, been in and out of some of the coolest places that Knoxville has ever had. Lord Lindsay, um, the Orangery, Sunspot. Help me with some more. Elligaroos. Oh, Elligaroos. Hoorays. Hoorays. If you don't know, I'm sorry. And if you do, you know. The Bijou and what? Uh, Summit Diner. Summit Diner, which is no longer there. Yeah, that's where the MOB is now, Merchants yeah, it is of Beer. Merchants of Beer now, but great building. I mean, yes, it, it, I it was destined building, to be yeah. something. It was a Hertz car rental for a while, and that was just I wrong. It, I believe that was Enterprise. <laughs> but Does it, it definitely matter? It was, definitely was car rental. It was car rental. That was wrong. Uh, sometimes, uh, like with a lot of great things in Knoxville, maybe it was a little before its time. You location, know, the, location, the passion, location, location, passion was there. Location was right, but but now it's MOB and they're doing great. Yeah, they're doing great. They're doing yeah, they're great. An anchor. No. So first of all, I have a few like questions for you, but I want to talk about how you became a chef. Like, how long ago was it? In in 1989, I'm an out of work house painter, and my brother is working sound at Elligaroo's in the old city where the melting pot is now. Okay, so can we just pause and explain sure. Elligaroo's? To the people that there don't, are, there are no words. that didn't get to experience, yeah. and the people that don't live in Knoxville. But Elligaroo's was a tiny little club in the old city, which was a derelict spot in Knoxville at the time. It was not and many it, people not dared only, go down there. It was, a, it little, was also, it had a reputation. It was it also reputation. below street level. It was yes. below. Yeah. Yes, it was the, underground. It's underground basement. That's what made it. But there was world class legendary. Music there, yeah. Seven nights a week. In I keep Knoxville. using that word. No, I think the word. True. I think it's the true. word of the day is legendary. That's okay. But tell us who else played at Elegaroos. There's a long list off the top of my head. I know the great John Prine played there several times. I think R.E.M. Uh, played there. I would not doubt it. I'm yeah. just going to say I, yes, now, you're I'm, right. I I'm going to say you're right because I would not be surprised. <laughs> We're just going to say yes. R.E.M. <laughs> and? Uh, Sun Ra uh, and the Interstellar Orchestra <laughs> with the great Knoxville drummer Samurai Celeste. Oh, yes. uh, Newgrass Revival played their last show. Actually, I think the dad wanted them to play the New Year's Eve show in California, but they played uh, January 30th. And then that became Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Rick Danko, King Sonny Day, Billy Bragg played the night the Berlin Wall physically started to be dismantled. Michael Hedges, Steve Morse, uh, Webb Wilder. Just uh, Webb Wilder. There was a lot of great music that, that happened at Ella's. Yep. All right. Now, so you were a house painter for some reason, wasting your talents as a house painter because you didn't yeah. know your talents well, house yet. painting is, yeah. You didn't know well, your talents Well, actually, I yet. wasn't even a house painter anymore. I was an out-of-work house an painter. An out-of-work house painter. And my brother was working for a sound company that had the house contract to do sound for all these wonderful traveling bands. And, and they, you know, they did a good, they set up every day and they gave each artist they, they perfect, you know, perfect sound for this little hole underneath the street level in the basement there so i'm going there going there to uh maybe see a free show with my brother and get a free beer or at least drink employee discount beer and the owner approaches me about being a bouncer the following night and the bouncer uh is a not famous knoxvillian by the name of steve dupree and i steve think he dupree. he stands about if i'm not mistaken 517 maybe 518 <laughs> 
He's <laughs> a really tall and intimidating uh, uh, man. That hey, I will say, not too intimidating to wear white overalls to marry my husband and I, because he did <laughs> yeah. officiate our wedding. Steve Dupree, shout out, we That's love you so, so great. much. Yes, love Continue. Steve Dupree. Yes, he's amazing. so. Anyway, uh, I'm like, well, I can't fill in for this guy. He's this giant man, and he's like, it's okay. Just t- stay with the girl that takes the money for the tickets. And on this particular night that I, I'm, I'm in my new role as I'm a from house painter to now I'm now I'm bouncer slash doorman. Eric at a club. Can I just say you're a skinny white boy? What <laughs> in the world made you think that you were going to fill the shoes of Steve Dupree? Well, I asked the owner that very same question, and he goes, "It's not. It's it's really no trouble. Just There's, fold your arms. Just and fold your arms and act, look intimidating. And look intimidating. They had uh, a warm body, and they needed somebody. So, yeah. so this just particular night at this world famous club, and it was for the short time it existed, the coolest club on planet Earth. The whole kitchen crew was playing for an ultimate Frisbee tournament at Forks of the River. They were in the process of running the table and ultimately winning the tournament. Nobody knew this at the time. All I knew was the kitchen manager was going down in flames. So once I got my uh, doorman duties taken care of, I went and said, hey, I can help you. Let me buy, wash some dishes or something. I right. worked at a Daryl's oh, in high yeah, school yeah. and a Burger King. Daryl's. Oh, my God. That's a you whole know. other episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... So I get helping helping get caught up on dishes, and he's like, "Do you come over and grill some burgers?" So I'm like, "Doorman to dishwasher to broiler in two hours, <laughs> two hours." And uh, it was a very busy show that night, and, uh, and a uh, legend was born. The creation of yeah. a legend started maybe that night. <laughs> uh, so we have Steve so Dupree. The, so Steve Dupree. Uh, ultimately, I, we have Steve Dupree to, to thank for my quick ascension into the hospitality industry. Absolutely, that's excellent. So the kitchen manager is like, "Come back tomorrow, and you know you got a job." So I go back the next day, and Tom's not there. And I ask the owner, "Look, where's Tom?" And they're like, "Tom's not here." And they ask me one simple question. They're like, "What is food costs?" And I explain to them. <laughs> Just off the top of my head, I, th- I thought that'd be a mathematical equation wherein the amount of money we spend on food is compared in relation to what we get paid to cook this food. And he asked me if I wanted a fucking job. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sure. And he's like, well, tell me my food cost. So basically, if you had not known what a food cost was, he would have been like, okay, see kn- you tomorrow at the door. Yeah, who knows because- Who knows what happens? And But you answered what he would hear. And I had then, an answer boom, to his question. He and- found his guy. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, great. What a great well, question. Food cost was <laughs> to find re- out. Yeah. You know, food yeah. cost was, was really, really high. And I was really kind of overwhelmed after a couple of days. There was a couple of dark days where they didn't have shows. And, uh, they're leading up to a show where I'm going to have to cook things. And I kind of didn't know what to do. I looked there at the menu. Google I just kind of, yeah, I looked at the menu and I just <laughs> kind of started prepping things. And all of a sudden, one at a time, all these cats came walking in. Like the first guy's like, he comes walking in. He, he said, Hey, who, who the fuck are you? I'm like, Who the fuck are you? He's like, Well, my name's Barry. I'm Saute. I'm like, Well, my name's Eric. I'm the new Tom. I'm your new boss. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Cool. <laughs> and I'm like, a couple goes, minutes later, it's like, up a saute pan. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, he yeah. starts prepping saute, man. Yeah. The next, next thing you know, a couple minutes later, Fast Eddie comes walking and he's like, Who the fuck are you? I'm like, Who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm Eddie. I'm pizza. And I'm like, Welcome aboard, Eddie. I'm, I'm Eric. I'm the new Tom. 
What is the Tom new Tom? Mean? Tom was who he was replacing. Tom is oh, the guy oh. that I thought I got fired. Tom. The guy that I, I helped that was shorthand. The, no, Dude. the guy that I yeah, the guy that I helped the night that I was dormant to dishwasher to broiler in two oh, hours. That Tom oh. was the leader at the point in time, but the owner, because I answered his question correctly about what food cost oh, was, right. said he was the new man. You're my new Tom. Yeah. You're the new Dude, guy. If I had known you then, I would have so made you a T-shirt that said, "I'm the new Tom." <laughs> I'm the new Tom. <laughs> So, yeah, so one after one, people keep filing in. The famous, in my mind, famous musician, uh, Brian Washlogger, he comes walking in. Same drill. He's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, who the fuck are you? He's like, my name's Brian. I do setup. I'm like, my name's Eric. I'm the new Tom. <laughs> read the shirt. Yeah, read the shirt, man. But it was great because all these people, all they did was win a Frisbee tournament. They had no idea that. They had so, to train you. They had to train me. They had me, to train you. But what they trusted me with was expediting tickets. So they're like, look, what's going to happen tonight is all these girls are going to come in with tickets, all these waitresses, and uh, you're going to have to read them out. We do them one, you know, one table at a time. So they, they taught me to expedite, and I learned to flame brandy and reduce cream and make pizza dough. Mm. So all these people wrap their arms around me, all under the guise of watching world-class music. Yeah. That I'd never been exposed to in my whole life on a hey, live level one, every night. There's so. one kitchen that didn't have a boombox blaring. You were listening to what was flowing in. Oh, yeah. From we got to the, hear. Well, it was super cool. You room. get to hear them yeah, do their the sound room. check yeah. and warm up and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't any music. It would have been a kitchen. sin to turn on the. Oh, yeah. Somebody's music yeah. during that. Yeah, there's a lot of good times there. Yeah. Well, yeah, once the dinner rush is done, we could kind of go stand in the back wings and, and watch this performance. Yeah, get a, get a free show. So from Ella Garou's to... Culinary school. Culinary school right after, because you got a, the bug. Yeah, I got the bug, but also there was a manager that had come up from New Orleans. He had worked at the famous restaurant Commander's Palace in New Orleans, and he was going back to grad school. And he was kind of starting to take over the bar and some front of house aspects. And I don't know, he kind of saw something on me in, in me. And I think other people saw it as well, just because I kind of adapted to it and, and really liked Took the environment. Yeah. So there's teamwork and timing and communication, all these wonderful things. Plus there's fire and knives. Yeah, that's a truth. That's and, a truth. And, and great and great music, but uh, he's like, you need to go to culinary school. And I kind of was like, well, I never really thought about that before. So that really was the impetus for well, see, that's awesome. changing from... He just encouraged you to do something that you had a natural gift for. And, and that like, hadn't even been on your radar. Yeah. And everybody else saw, too. It was, yeah. kind, of, it was kind of cool. So They're great. all like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Hey, I might still make you that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think you still need the, I'm the new Tom I'm the new Tom. I'm the new Tom. (laughs) Private joke shirts are the best. Oh, my gosh. Okay, culinary school in? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina at Johnson & Wales. Uh, The first year after Hugo devastated the low country area, got an associate's degree in 91 and moved back to Knoxville and worked at Club LeConte. Oh, up in the sky. Up in the sky. On a big yeah, so I went from the basement, basement of the old city, subterranean, to Depending the top of the from. tallest fucking building in my hometown. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 From the depths of Knoxville yeah. to the Dorman, height. Dorman, dishwasher, broiler, kitchen manager, culinary graduate, top floor. Top there you floor. go. Hey, here's one for you. Why yeah. are chefs so mean? I, I was. That's a really good question. That's a very that's good a, question. That's a hard. I don't know. I was. Some I've always are been. A, are you a mean chef, Eric? No, I've worked for. I've worked for some screamers. Really? But, um, 
I know, I right? Because a lot of them are. Well, they're freaking out because of the timetable. And, they, and they're ultimately to blame. Uh, well, I think that one of the reasons that certain chefs are mean is because their chef was mean. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I think that's yeah, the only maybe. way they know how to be heard right, and to put right. their foot down. So you worked for a mean chef, but you're not a mean chef. I don't think I'm a mean chef, but I worked for one that was, uh, well, I wouldn't call him mean, but he was a screamer. Yeah. Absolutely. That seems mean to me. Yeah. He was, I don't want to uh, be screaming. He was no, a no, thir- third generation uh, Navy man from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and he had a thing where he called everybody Monty. <laughs> Am I, why? Am I missing? <laughs> he called everybody Monty. But what? He was well. He was the, because he didn't want to learn anybody's name. He didn't want to learn anybody's name. He had oh. to learn how he pronounced your particular. Oh, I see. It's like Monty, Monty. He had different ways he pronounced the, oh, the, so the name Monty. He's an Italian guy, and he taught you the three rules of the mafia. And that was one is you're a turd, Joey. I can get rid of you like you were a turd and flush you down the commode. And he would also the rule number two was don't come to me with problems. Okay, come don't come to me, to me with problems. With fix it. Solution. Figure That's it right. out. Fix it yourself. Yeah. Figure it out, Joe. Right. And then the third and most important rule is whatever problem you're trying to fix, don't fuck it up now. Pressure's yeah. on. Yeah. I don't I think I would crumble under a chef like that. Yeah. And I'm 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 Monty, not Monty. Yeah. <laughs> Which Monty am I? Which well, Monty yeah, that, am I gonna well, that be was today? The confusing part or is like when, when he recites to you the Trinity of Mafiosa kitchen rules. <laughs> He calls you Joey, uh-huh. but at work, during guys of work, he calls you Monty and everybody else Monty. You have to know which Monty pronunciation is yours. <laughs> and it's also <laughs> further challenging because it's like, ultimately, with his credo, it's like, I'd rather be a Monty than a Joey because Joey fucks things up. <laughs> so you needed therapy after this, Chef, is what you're saying. yeah. <laughs> but he was... <laughs> but. But after, yeah, but after <laughs> heat of battle, he would he'd give oh, you no. Milwaukee's best or some kind of cheap beer. And he's like, hey, I was really, hard. I was really hard on you tonight, Monty. Good, good job. All <laughs> I right. don't remember you your name, job. but yeah. I'm sorry. I don't remember your I'm name. I'm Monty. She did a good job. It's like, I, I'm, Mon- I'm Monty. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's great. But he was always two steps ahead of you. So he was mean for a reason. Because he was in a hurry. He was in a hurry, and he knew what he was doing, and he knew what you were capable of. Right. So, um, any mean chefs that you've ever worked for, Heather? Uh, I'm a big baby. <laughs> you wouldn't work for a mean chef. And You're like so me. I would. I I would pee my pants. Well, actually, Manuel at uh, at Amigos. Yeah, he was an asshole. Uh, my apologies to his family if anyone's listening right now. <laughs> I don't know, but. Uh, I was in a very you know you know your twenties how you just kind of like you know they just. Fuck off and don't really know what you're doing. I had uh, an assortment of never enough cars, jobs, or boyfriends, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, put all this shit. Isn't in a, that your 20s put, period? Yeah. yeah. You're just putting all this shit in a blender. You're like, maybe I need more alcohol in this <laughs> recipe. Add more alcohol. Yeah. 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 Oh, good, mm. but it needs more alcohol. Yeah. No, no. I think we're good with alcohol, but maybe maybe some weed. <laughs> what are you, how much weed? Are, what's the intake on the weed consumption? What's happening there? And so, yeah, you know, you're just, I don't know, but uh, I did not want to wait tables. I would rather take a bullet, honestly, because I know what kind of a worker I am in my soul. Right. right? Now, look, I want to be busy. Knowing's half the battle. But I want to be confident. I want to know what I'm doing. And I've never, I have never at that moment 
ever waited tables before in my life. Amigos was the yeah, first Amigos job. was my first job. And it was the day before my birthday. Your 26th birthday. Yeah. And so I get there, and this guy, Manuel, who's the, uh, well, Danielle. Yeah. Danielle. He's the bartender, and he's like, oh, your, uh, your birthday is tomorrow. Hey, I got a drink for you. And so he would just make up these experimental drinks. Uh-huh. And if it tasted weird or whatever, and it, he'd just give it to me. And so I was- And who knows what's in there? Right. Yeah. Whiskey, so like, vodka, yeah, gin. Mean, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. I bet you were a fun server. It was, oh, no, I was, well, okay, so here's what happened. Unless you wanted your food. <laughs> I I hate I hate it. I, I didn't want that job. I was really desperate. I knew I was. it was going to be unfamiliar, difficult, laborious, just annoying as fuck because I don't want to be here. Right. I want to do what, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. <laughs> For whatever reason, I wasn't ready to go back and do hair. And so I got this job, and I was terrible at it. If I had more than four tables, I was completely overwhelmed. <laughs> and everybody just hated it. And uh, it, it was, I have no poker face, and so it shows up on my face. And everybody in a fucking Mexican place is like, more sour cream. <laughs> I need more salsa. It's the I more need, ranch dilemma. I need, yeah, I need fucking queso. Server. I need all of the accoutrement. And get, don't get me wrong. I want that too when right. I have Mexican. I want, but not I'm here, when you have four tables. I'm here to strap the feedback on. <laughs> right. So yeah, I need more sour cream. I need more guac. I'm gonna need at least another four baskets of chips because, <laughs> like, let's fucking plow this shit down. Right. But as a server, I'm like, Ugh. Uh-huh. you know, geez, it can't right. just be like, here's your meal. Let me refill your tea. Yeah. It's like constant, just like salsa, it is. cream cheese, you know, sour cream, ever. whatever. Yeah. And there's all just these little, I just hate it. <laughs> and then I had this one booth. It was two, it was a great, you know, they had these great big massive booths and there were two couples and they could not stop like tonguing each other. It was like, I'm like, Jesus, get a room. That's you know? always a thing. When and you, yeah. And so. Your table's like totally making out. Yeah. Like, oh, and I mean, me, they, they, it was it like. It was on. Yeah. They weren't kidding around. Not heavy. Yeah. It was serious <laughs> groping. Public Probably groping. Probably the first day. Yeah. And I mean like. like Married couples don't act like that. He, you know, he is dead set on tasting your tonsils, baby. You wow. know, and then she's all over. She's like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And both couples. I mean, I'm like, I really did feel like I was interrupting. You know? Yeah. And so I have no poker face, right? And I walk up and I've just got this look on my face like, what the fuck? You know, like, can you just keep it in your pants until you get to the car at least? We don't have you anybody know? mopping up after Jesus, you Jesus, I know. Yeah, fuck, I did not sign up. This is 2.13 an hour, motherfucker. You think I'm going to clean up your... It's still 2.13 an hour, by I the know. way. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, go that's ahead. pathetic. <laughs> well, anyway, they saw my face and they didn't like it <laughs> because I was like, oh, God, you know, yuck, you know. And I was like, oh, damn it, Heather, your face. I mean, your come face, on. Heather, don't forget your face. <laughs> How do you always forget your face? <laughs> <laughs> because I was just like, oh, God, please. I'm so happy that you're such a happy couple, but I don't know. Who knows what was going on? Knoxville has much more What happens at Amigos stays at Amigos. (laughs) Until a podcast in 2023. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my gosh. The biggest thing is I didn't want to do it. And so I had no money, and I would go into the kitchen. There's this guy, Jorge. He was really cool. There's always a Jorge. Right, yeah. And and he... (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Always. I would I would order some food. Now, Manuel was very strict about, hey, motherfucker, you have to pay for that shit. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I'll ask Jorge. Right. Because so, Jorge probably has a crush well, on me. Well, I mean, yeah. he. I, listen, that's why I had to leave that job because I was getting way too much attention. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. If I have too many uh, choices, I get overwhelmed and, and just kind of retreat. Right. And, and kind of freak, mm-hmm. you know. And there's every fucking guy in the place and regulars and the fucking Jorge. people next Jorge. door. Hey, you're in yeah. the kitchen. They're still yeah. hitting on you. Yeah. So it was, it was great, but I couldn't handle it. I hated the work. I didn't want to be there. And every guy in... in you couldn't get a moment's peace. It's once. always like that in a restaurant. It's always like that. Yeah. In the front of the house... If every, you're a cute, everybody woman is in the like, everybody's industry. like, oh my god, and and until they know what's up with you, right? They're all fucking over you. Yes, relentless. It is. It's in city. It is. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm such a pretty princess. No, it's just I a am, thing. It is just. It is. It's like new blood. It's the. It's fresh it's meat. Blood. It's fresh. absolutely. There's this yeah. new girl named it Heather. Is. Yeah. It is. Have yeah. you seen the new girl? Have Heather? you seen right. the new girl? Heather? Have you met the new girl? Heather? Oh my god. Smoke, smoke, smoke. Hor- smoke, Hor- smoke. Have you yeah. seen the new girl, Heather? Jorge, Jorge won't stop talking about her. <laughs> I le- Okay, so I had this trick about snarfing my food that I learned at Club Lacan. Uh-huh. So I would take my food and I would place it on up on a high right. shelf at the entrance of the kitchen. And then I would grab it and just take, I mean, a fucking ginormous bite, just like shove half of that... <laughs> Because I had like a chimichanga or something. On your way back and then yeah, I, chew I, I'd it do a really lap. Quick. I would do a lap. You well, I mean, chew I think Ma- Manuel's taller than you. I he would... probably could have seen your hiding place. That's probably not the best well, hiding place. Well, I, I didn't give a fuck because it's only going to be there for five minutes. You, you just know? try to get it chewed I and made swallowed two... before you get yes. back in front of people. So, yes, exactly. Yes. You know you <laughs> know the yeah, yeah. trick. Yeah, it's enough. Wait, if you can't, yeah. you like just stop chewing and you like hold it in your right. mouth. You're, then you're kind of like sucking the juice out of the, you know, like. Mm, that's guacamole. Yeah, that's yeah. how I ate every single meal I ever had when I worked there. Well, you don't go hungry when you work in a restaurant. That's well, for sure. I, I'm paying you to eat here. I'm working because I need money. I'm going to get as much as I can get off of these suckers, but I'm a terrible waitress. So <laughs> any money that I made, I would we'd go out. Oh, that after really, work. Oh, well, isn't that the thing? Yeah. You make so much cash. Yeah. And then you go out. Or you think with, you do, and really it's all a bunch of endless yeah, yeah. supply of wine. But then you go out and you spend and then over you half blow, of it on liquor. Yes. yes. Drinking with your friends yes. you just worked with. And I'm it. like, this is a vampire lifestyle. They're I can't, hitting on you. I can't do this. Five shots for the people that are hitting yeah, on you earlier. Yeah, exactly. I just couldn't handle it. And the lifestyle was ridiculous because I'd spend all my money yeah. that I just made, and I'm like, I fucking need this money. Right. And then. Not, going out with and you fools. Not on drinks. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm at the Waffle House at six o'clock in the morning and I'm watching the businessmans get in their car and drive off to go to their, you know, like, quote, real job. And I was I was just like, I can't I can't do this. I can't live this way. And then I got a, a job uh, working for a trucking company. And, well, that's a turn. And it was a complete change of lifestyle, which was. You don't get tipped at trucking companies. It slowed things down quite a bit, but I didn't have that insane amount of feeder fish attention on me and it was you it, just live your life it was your good job. it was good but it, at first it was like oh i'm just a normal oh, person now no yeah. one's hitting <laughs> on me hey i'm cute is, here i'm in i'm just living my life now you know but like there's no jorge in logistics no <laughs> jorge in logistics. <laughs> okay so as a chef what is the most exotic thing that you've ever prepared? Mm. Is that a good question? 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a great answer. Okay, yeah. next yeah, yeah. question. That's probably not the best question for me right now. I have to think about that. Uh-huh. Hey, do you think you'll ever leave the restaurant industry? Or are you a lifer? Mm, probably a lifer at this point. I see you as a lifer. Have you ever wanted to own your own place? Yeah, there's a couple of times maybe I had lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Uh, and didn't have the balls to jump in full speed. So, do you ever think you at th- this you- point, no, you myself. You grow those balls. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to keep growing my balls my whole life till I. Well, they get lower, living. I've heard, but I don't know if you still grow. That's another podcast. <laughs> I haven't sat on them yet. Oh You're doing good if Tell you Tell us about so, your yeah. balls, Eric. Yeah. They're not touching the toilet water. You're doing ice. good. They're made yeah, of yeah, ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, you don't want to hang out in your own place. That's a big leap. That's a big it, risk, it, too. It's hard to make it, a restaurant work. It, it, it takes is, several it, years it before you can get in the black, right? Yeah. At this stage of my life that I don't know that I would be prepared to. Yeah take that risk i've I've had a couple of opportunities before that just didn't materialize now here's something that i would think that you would i could see you doing is moving to some kind of place like costa rica and opening a little place on the beach that does fresh seafood and pimento cheese and conch fritters (laughs) ceviche and hot dogs i don't know Yeah, that yeah, that would be exciting. It do. would be, would it? and probably not as much of a time to get in the black. I would think that would kind of be like a yeah. But, how, but I'm I've just got to have here, all making, the money to go there and say because I think my, honestly, if I, I think I went somewhere tropical, it'd be like I think I want to hang out here for a while yeah. and then not do anything, and then I'd run out of money, and then I'd have and then money you'd have to, to start selling food to people. <laughs> yeah, start selling food or well, that's always an option. Put that in your book. All right, let's move on. Um, what was the place that you worked at after Amigos, Heather? I didn't get back into food until probably the end of 2018, and that was all catering. Yeah, <laughs> that was super fun, too. Um, I just like, I'm super extroverted, and so I like meeting new people. That's, Which is one of the reasons I love That's you. one of my favorite things to we do connect. is meet new people. And because you never know, this might be someone that's going to be my future best friend for the next however many, you know, you, you just do don't know. know. And right. so fun. And so I did a lot of catering here in town. I love catering. And I love catering mm-hmm. because fun. it's super. Now, listen, it's hard work. I say it it's is. super easy. It's not. You're taking a kitchen from a kitchen and yeah. setting it. Setting up in another place where there's no kitchen a lot of times. Going remote is always hard. Now, listen, if you're taking a refrigerated truck, you're going to be there all day. All right. I I used to work for Calhoun's Catering. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, Eric, is I know that as a server, a new server comes on. We love to mess with them and do the old classic newbie games that we play Hazing? Are you saying hazing? It's hazing, okay? It's hazing. All right. Let's call it what it is. Let's just call it what it is, Hair Gen X. We like to make newbies cry. (laughs) Initiation into hospitality industry. But I know the kitchen can be a lot crueler than servers can be. So tell me, what kind of stuff have you done to kitchen newbies? Uh-oh. Well... The classic I I couldn't agree with you more on the servers. There's a couple of classic with the servers Mm -hmm. is... Hey, go across the street. We need a bucket of steam. And the kit or chicken stretcher. Yeah. 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 
crepe stretcher. Yeah. Give me a bucket of steam. <laughs> my favorite was or always... Or em- empty the coffee urn. I just started to say mine was always empty <laughs> yeah. the hot water out of the... Like, co- that's but a, that's such a waste of water fucking, nowadays. I would yeah. never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a direct hot water line feed, but you just yeah. wonder how long there's like... How oh, many, they stand there forever. How many pots? I mean, oh, it's so great. Oh, my God. There's oh, a lot you of go water do, in this coffee. You go by and they're doing it, and then you go do like several things, and you come back through, and they're still doing it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, there's got to uh, be some good kitchen stuff that I don't know happens. Yeah, kitchen guys, kitchen personnel in general are they're pretty hard on one another and the big biggest part of that team or tribe or community, if you will, is just you don't miss shifts, you know? Yeah. Well you got a shift, you you fulfill the shift. So at this one particular restaurant, the sunspot I worked at, we uh were pretty hardcore about everybody showing up all the time. And we I had a great crew there and we had a couple of dishwashers. Colby and J-Rock. They weren't cooks. They were little engineering students. They just like to smoke weed and ride skateboards and wash dishes and get an employee meal. But they were very, very dependable. And there was this one particular weekend where everybody knew J-Rock was going to be out of town. So it was like it was Colby all, all day, every day. And uh, there was always this banter about n- never, ever calling in. Uh, and in my leadership role, I mean, my mantra was, you know, diarrhea is always going to be a lame excuse, you know, uh, that's the just, excuse. well, first, it's it's the, well, best excuse. the best excuse, it's, the well, best. It's, it's fucking lazy. If you're making something up, it's right. Like, well, yeah, it's easy to use because up. what are they going to do? Prove it. I you're mean, on, are you going to yeah, prove it? You're on the schedule. Show up for your, you shift. don't want me to plus, prove it. Yeah, plus the fact it's like <laughs> diarrhea is a lame excuse. I'm probably going to ask you to bring your diarrhea in a bag and <laughs> oh exhibit to me that oh you have God. said diarrhea. He does oh want to see it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got Be this Be careful one. what you wish for right, there. Right. Yeah, we got, we, got this, we got this one weekend where uh, yeah, J-Rock is gone and it's Colby all the time. And uh, we're getting really, really busy and we're just kind of getting killed. And Colby's not there. And it's like, damn it, you know, normally... Colby doesn't show up. J-Rock's there, but of course J-Rock's out of town, so we're dependent on him, and uh, we're just really getting busy, and the bar manager comes down, and he's like, Colby's on the phone. And I'm like, I don't have time to, to talk to Colby. <laughs> Tell him to bring his bag of diarrhea down here and, and wash some fucking dishes, man. You don't call in. He knows the rules. J-Rock's out of town. And uh, so we're continuing to get busy and we're rallying. And I told the crew, I'm like, look, Colby's on his way. He's going to bring it back. Everything's going to be fine. God. He's on his way. He just oh, called. God. But we're rallying and we're washing dishes and we're con- con- continuing to keep up with, uh, you know, you know, one table at a time. And sure enough, a couple, uh, 30 minutes later, bar manager comes down. He's like, hey, Colby's on the phone again. He said he really, really wants to talk to you. And I'm like, Tell Colby it's the same fucking deal, man. We talk Bring about this the all bag. the time at work. Bring the bag. I want to see the diarrhea. I think you're a liar. Come and wash some dishes. I think you're a liar. How about that? I think God, you're a liar, awesome. Colby. This is before cell phones. So same same deal. Dinner rush is starting to kind of wane off a little bit, and we're rallying around Colby, and he's not there, and we're washing dishes, and time passes, and I look up, and there's Colby, and I'm like, oh my god, great, he's here, he's here, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, (laughs) I'm, 
I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Have to I'm gonna have to look, look at, at a. I'm gonna have to look at a bag of diarrhea, man. <laughs> even even if you tried to fake it, I don't know what kind it's of. Still gonna look I don't gross. Know, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen oh, here. Oh God! So I go out and uh, and I approach Colby and I'm like, please God, don't tell me you don't have a bag of diarrhea. He's like, <laughs> Chef, I need to talk to you. I'm like, All right. So we go in the bathroom, which was He's the gonna, entrance to our basement where we sure. stored some sundries and and some wine. He's gonna and do stuff. the diarrhea for you. Ooh. I don't know what's going to happen. Diarrhea so we go, we go from the bathroom and we lock the door. Nobody in the restaurant can get in the bathroom now. We're in the basement underneath the bathroom. And I'm like, Colby, what's going on? And he's like, chef. He's like, you're not going to believe this. So he unzips his pants and he has this giant heart on. Oh, my God. Oh, my like, God. And he's like, I don't know what's going on, chef. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He's oh like, I've tried stroking it. <laughs> He, he physically, in front of me, banged it against a brick wall, <gasps> oh, like a 100-year-old brick wall. And he's like, it won't go away. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm just glad that I didn't have to look at a bag of diarrhea. But now but I can't, now get, you're looking I, at a... now I can't go, get Colby's dick out of, <laughs> oh my, God. So out of my mind. What year was this? <laughs> 1994. And I'm like, so... Colby, I'm like, Colby, please God. Go to the emergency room. I'm joking about the diarrhea. So long story short, he goes to the emergency room. And what happens is he was a student volunteer or a student uh, trial for uh, Viagra. He was doing a Viagra trial. Because Viagra wasn't. I remember that. It wasn't on the market market yet. That's so, so because oh we always joke about. So he wasn't getting the commercials that said yeah. if it's been four, hour, four over hours, hours, go to the hospital. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, he's the very reason in the commercial they say oh, yeah. that you've had an erection that lasts for more than four. So we have Colby. To to well, thank you, Colby. Uh, Colby in part, but I just uh, because he, I asked for a bag of diarrhea, Colby. took one for the team. Took one for yeah. the team <laughs> for all those old men. Watch. Whack, whack, whack. <laughs> Look, I'm going to assume that Colby's a young man. You know, and Colby was, yeah, he was that's not, 20 years old. Yeah, 20-year-olds don't he need was Viagra. I'm yeah. sure he was confused. Yeah. Well, well, all college students need money. I just don't think that a 20-year-old is the great greatest cross-section Yeah. To for the, yeah. boner for the use of a boner I mean, problem. They need yeah. like a 65-year-old. 20-year-olds don't have any problems. a 55-year-old. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Colby. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's a, such there a great good story. kitchen humor. Oh my god, that reminds me of this time when I was at Amigos. Okay, so you know how it's insane when you work in a restaurant; everybody's nuts, right. and they're all kids and they're lunatics. Yes, and yeah. it's great, and it's great. It's so the energy is it's part of the greatness a, of working in a restaurant. Yeah, because everybody's crazy. Jorge's everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> Lots yeah. of Jorge's. So there was this girl who. Uh, may or may not have been a lesbian i don't know if that necessarily pertains but she had uh so okay back in olden times not everyone was covered in tattoos and piercings correct all right so let me just preface that Mm -hmm. and so she it was just when like getting tattooed like uh, for normal people just regular joes getting tattooed was becoming more socially oh i'm getting a tattoo tomorrow i've got 12 tattoos oh i'm getting a it was becoming the thing piercings as well and she had her clitoris pierced. And I was like, oh, my damn. Like, how does She's that? Like, do you want to see it? That's exactly what she said. Oh, my God. So yeah. then me, of course, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I well, do. yes, I do. 
So I was hoping someone would ask me that today. Right, but it was nuts because I just I mean, I no, could, no, it wasn't nuts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk, okay? <laughs> so good. Well, it wasn't. Well, I just imagined. I just okay. So really, for real, imagine mm-hmm. that you are pierced there, and mm-hmm. you're just walking with jeans on. That would be way too much. Okay, so if you're getting constantly stimulated just by wearing denim, mm-hmm. okay, how, I would think that eventually you would be like, eh, so what, my clit's been taken exactly. all day, who cares? And then when you want to, you're going to have to like kick it really up. Really up it. Yeah, right? Yeah. So why would you do anyway? Really up it. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was my first thought. Yeah. We should probably Fast. take all of this out of the story. Oh, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> but she goes, Still she goes, do you, she goes, do you want to see it? And I was like, yeah. And so we're in this bathroom stall and she's like immediately taking her pants down. And my first thought was, was it a taco shell shape? Oh my goodness. My first thought was, uh, you really probably should buy me a drink because before you show me yeah, your clitoris. I mean, yeah. You know, like I <laughs> feel like I, I should vagina. be a little bit drunk before you show me your goodies, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And she showed me well, and you it said was, yes. It was well I did, because I mean she offered, like, what am I gonna but say no? Think about how more exciting <laughs> it would be if you had a few drinks in you. <laughs> ah, no, that would no. I really don't want to entertain that. <laughs> she was pretty wild. <laughs> But oh I was just gosh. like, oh my God. I just, I don't want to put a needle in my body anywhere. Not there. Not, not, I, listen, I'm, I, I have a fear that makes me like of needles. Yeah. And I don't want to be, I cried for an hour when I got my ears pierced. <laughs> and I was eight years old and I, I wanted it for my birthday. Imagine if it was your, when you were eight years oh, old. Ge- oh, mm, that's oh, another that podcast. happens in places like Yes, that. I know. That's, yeah, that's We're going to cut that out. Yeah. That's yeah, sad. That's not good at all. Next week, Maasai Warrior <laughs> Circumcisions. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's right. They've been tipped. Uh, oh, dear God. It's all about circumcision. Oh, that's my God. Oh, my God. All. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dear. Guys, thank you so much yeah. for hanging out with me. I love it. Sitting yeah. in the living room, drinking, talking about good times. We opened the vault for sure. We did a little. Yeah. You all are great. I appreciate it. Cheers to you. Thanks. What a great idea. Tales from the tip. Tales from the tip. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks you. for having us. Love, both. love, love. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Love you. Bye. Okay. It's not going to be a podcast about circumcision. I promise. That was so funny. Eric is so funny. And Heather, more sour cream. Oh my gosh. Is that a shirt too? I got to get busy and make a couple shirts. All right. Thanks so much for hanging out, putting us in your ear holes. I appreciate it. If you haven't already, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can get a little reminder that I'm here. And I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Until then, enjoy your time. Bye. Bye.